time for illegal ham in the face. But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? is going on everybody Vinny's over here being <laughs> Vinny's back he is back <laughs> i am that fat guy we are legal ham in the face we are live here at rookies bar and grill on 130th and pearl over here in the nice little plaza let me bring in our colleagues let me bring in big bry big bry what's going on hey man hey bud what's and back from his honeymoon and wedding he actually got out of south carolina my cousin Vinny's here. Hey, good morning, everybody. There he is. So, boys, we are here live at Rookies. We got our food ordered. Can't wait. You got people playing pool in the background. You got the bar loaded up. It is a good time um, here. So, first off, we got to get our wonderful sponsor out of the way first. Lake Erie APA, right there, sponsors us. They got leagues everywhere here in Cleveland. Oh, oh Craig's Lord. knocking down. Oh, Craig, Craig's here tearing okay. down stuff. I ain't got to see me. <laughs> For the Browns table, he's just tearing down stuff. <laughs> so, uh, we, <laughs> I love it. I was still uh, red as hell. I know. Jeez. Hey, at least we're wow. on air this time, right? Yeah, that we are on air this we, time. Yeah, we're just screwing up. We, I, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I can confirm. We're All on right. air. All right. We're on air. So, uh, Lake Erie APA, Harold Keel runs at Lake Erie APA, and they run a nice, nice pool league. They have over 250,000 people over like six different countries. You can do team, you can do singles, you can do doubles, you can do scotch doubles, you can do ladies, you can do handicap, you can do whatever. So please come check it out. Uh, get a hold of them at Lake Erie APA on Facebook. Or get a hold of us here at at Ham Illegal. It's scrolling down there at the bottom. At Ham Illegal, at uh, our Legal Ham the Legal Ham the Face YouTube page or our Facebook page. So, boys, are we ready to get into some shout outs? Yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah. All right. So I'm going to go first. I got to shout out our boy Nick Weary. You want to get into shout outs real quick, or do you want to? I mean, I know I was gone last episode, but we're doing the winner of the day after shout outs. Oh, no, no, I wasn't even worried about the word of the day. Yeah, I was worried about the rundown. Oh, I forgot about the rundown. Crap, you're back. We got to do the rundown. All right. So, jeez, it is July 6th here at Rookies. And Vinny, give us the rundown. I'm sorry, bud. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. July 6th, uh, 2021 and uh, episode 60. <laughs> uh, we're looking at doing shout outs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We're going to get into shout outs here shortly. We're going to do the word of the day. We got uh, trivia. Fatty, it's your turn for trivia. I hope you're ready for that. I am. 
We're going to be you talking ready? with nice. uh, with Jake. Uh, he'll be coming in uh, for the breakdown talk for the Browns. Uh, Mike will be here for uh, Neo Sports. Say it's full talk name. Tribe. Mike Holzheimer. Yes, Mike, Mike Holzheimer. Mike Holzheimer. Oh, I didn't say I didn't say Jake's full name. Either, Jake so. Burns from Orange Brown Report will go. be joining us later also. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always going to end up doing something. That's okay. Hey, <laughs> I screwed up the intro already, there so let's go. do it right. All right. Matter. Fat Boy Tuesday, we'll be talking about uh, the wonderful food here over at Rookies and uh, the atmosphere that we have going on. Top three will be wedding memories. Now that you're back, we put the kibosh oh, on it last man. week. Now that you're back, we got to get our wedding memories. We talked a little bit about your wedding last week. So. Oh, okay. Very mm-hmm. good. So mm-hmm. I told him the food was perfect. Mateos did an excellent yes, job. Yes, they did. Yeah. But I had to kick the crap out of uh, Jay and David for eating all the cannolis. <laughs> they said there was like four cannolis. Yeah, and they just he claims there was only four cannolis. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? I, I, I think I would have to debate that a little bit. <laughs> I, I think I maybe guess. they had There's probably more four. than four. At least four cannolis a piece, maybe. But, but I like the move of but, having pizza yes. at nine o'clock. Yes. After everyone's done partying, you know, get into it a little bit. Absolutely. I said that was a baller move. <laughs> yeah, he was That's all it. about it. Yep. We'll get into the uh, the word of the day and trivia again, and then uh, we're out skis. So all right. Let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. Man. All right. So once again, uh, shout outs. Got to shout out our boy Dick Weary. He finished third. At the July 4th hot dog eating contest. Yep. Devouring 41 hot dogs wow. in 10 minutes. Is That's a record for him, right? That's a record for him. But Joey Chestnut also had a record of 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Unbelievable. Whoa. Unbelievable. Seven hot dogs a minute. Seven that's hot dogs a minute. Insane. Seven and a half. <laughs> so I was thinking today, I would like to, and I don't know if anybody, um, any competitions have this stipulation. What if they just had to eat it as a normal hot dog? Can't dunk it in water. Can't separate the bun from the hot dog. I wonder how many they can do. I, I don't know. What do you think? 20, 30? I don't know. They ate those pretty quick, though. Like I, It, it was, would be fascinating for but me that, to see. That bread would go ahead and sap a lot of, you know, kind of like eating right. 10 saltine crackers. Right. Oh, you yeah. would get, oh, yeah. you get you dry know, mouth. Dry mouth for sure. right out. Right. So, so I, I, yeah, but 41s. That would be interesting. Unbelievable. My other mind blowing. Yeah. My other shout out tonight is uh, Miss Brittany is here taking care of us at Rookies. She got us all set up over here in the corner. We can see all the pool tables. You can see the bar behind Vinny once he pulls his camera down. Yep. Yeah. There's the bar behind Vinny. And we got, we got a nice little setup here watching. We're people watching right now, is what I like to call it. Love people watching. So, Brian, do you got any shout outs for tonight? Yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll shout out. Um, it was a busy weekend, as a lot of people did. I spent a lot of time with family. Fourth of July celebration. So let me shout out some family that had big parties, a lot of people over, tremendous food, tremendous time. Um, let me shout out my aunt, Diane, and my Uncle John for having everybody over. And I got my hot dog and hamburger fixed that day. And Saturday, we went to my wife's family, so let me shout out the Maurer family for having us over. Their spread was unbelievable. Everything you could possibly want except for hot dogs and hamburgers. Lasagna, uh, pierogies, pizza, um, macaroni and cheese, just ribs, just a tremendous spread. And then they put on, like, oh, no big deal, like a half-hour fireworks show. So 
they did an unbelievable job. We had a lot of fun playing volleyball and watching the fireworks. So let me shout out uh, all those guys. And I even got a little golf in this weekend. So I'll shout out Shale Creek down in Medina. If you haven't been, it's one of the nicest public courses in the area, I think. Price-wise, how is it? It's a little expensive. A little expensive. Under 70 bucks, but I think it's on par with like um, with like a Boulder Creek. All if right. you play Boulder Creek. You know, I hear about how nice, uh, and no disrespect to Sleepy Hollow or Manakiki, I hear about how great those courses are. No. This course is a notch above them, but those greens were a little fast. They were a little fast. Well, we got to give it back to the guy who came off uh, honeymoon slash vacation. Come on, Vinny. So give us your shout-outs there, my cousin oh, Vinny. Oh, my God. There are so many uh, shout-outs. You're, go- you're going to speed through because uh, we only got an hour show. You know, I, <laughs> first things first, absolutely. Thank you so much to both my family for uh, being so involved as we were. Uh, same thing with my wife's family for being as, as involved as they were. We had such a great night. Everything was wonderful. Uh, some of the other people to mention to um obviously um homestead uh town uh, homestead falls yes uh junction yes uh, that whole group they have such a great service all the way around for whatever you guys need for weddings and stuff that's where we had ours um same thing with mateo's fantastic food like you have to call and like really reserve seats just in order to get in that place uh a lot of times um also to uh Billy J, uh, the DJ service yes. and stuff that we had. Nice. Billy J Weddings hey, did a great there was, job. There was one slow song. After that, it was done. We were partying all night. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, it was, and it was That's... it was 108 in that place, if not more, right? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Hey, I got, Brian, I got yelled at for wearing a T-shirt. Vinny, oh, boy. Vinny looked at me and goes, are you seriously in a T-shirt right now? I'm like, do you realize it's 108 here right now? He goes, come on. And I put the vest on to class it up a little bit. So oh, yeah. at least I still wore the vest. Thanks, Billman. <laughs> By the way. That's big man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there there are so many. I could really go on forever with all the thanks that we've had. Myrtle Beach was excellent, too. We went to Myrtle Beach for a honeymoon slash vacation with the kids. Nice. We're going to do something a little bit different uh, next year, get away with just me and Mama. But Oh, nice. Any, oh, uh, yeah. any highlights from Myrtle Beach, keeping it PG? Be- um, they kept it PG. I saw them go par- Did you go parasailing? Yes. Wow. We, yes, we even went parasailing. That is one thing so. I can honestly tell you my fat ass will never do. <laughs> I didn't think I would do it either. But, uh, yeah, no, we got out there. Uh, all, you know, three out of the four of us got out there, did some parasailing, and we saw some sharks in the water. We Shoot. saw jellyfish. We saw, <laughs> really? That oh, takes yeah. it to the next level because if you go down, you're well, shark bait. Yep. But, we're, you know, I mean, we're out there a little further, too, please, on the speedboats. Please, but he's like Italian. He's got there. a shiv and a couple other That's things sad. in his pocket. <laughs> that shark ain't going to mess with him. No, thank no you. way. No way. Did you, did you shark week? What I do? Uh-huh. I did tell my wife though, Vinny. Hey, I told my wife I gave you the Italian handshake and a kiss on the cheek yes, for your you wedding did. gift. Yes, you did. Best thing I could ever do. I'm like, I'm like, take care of my family. That's that right. gave me kisses on the cheek. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. What the heck's an Italian handshake? So you, yeah. you know, you got a little buddy in your hand. You hand it over to the the, the bride and groom. Oh, yeah. Give a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> 
bless the family. You couldn't do it traditionally, you know. Just put <laughs> would, would you get a horse head you. for a gift? <laughs> oh no! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Our gifts are the greatest. Okay, yeah, I got you. Gifts of family, right there. We also forgot to shout out Craig. Craig is here Absolutely. because we're doing there the round table tonight. He's over here complaining that we didn't shout him out. No way. Craig Fountain from the Browns table is here because we're doing the Browns table here later on at night. So I just wanted to make sure that he heard that so that he could yeah. you know, feel it. We already did a couple of picklebacks, so we're ready to go. There we go. All right. So, Vinny, yeah. what else we got? What do we got? Oh, we got your word of the day. We do have the word of the day coming up. All right. So let's get into my cousin Vinny's word of the day. And I got it over here on this side. All right. So. Uh, shout out your Merriam-Webster's, whatever it is. Yes. Thank you very much to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary for uh, providing me with this word of the day. Um, if you go on their website, you can go ahead and find German their. Guys. That's it. There it is. Wow. I'm sorry. He's over here. He's talking about his mute mic. It says Mike is muted. Yeah, you are. You're yeah. still going live, dude. We're all okay. hooked up into this thing right here. Okay. You're good. Just making sure you can You're hear good. me. Yeah, yeah, we want. I got a lot of good stuff muted, today. Bro. Yeah. All right. So hold on. <laughs> right. Listen. Gorman dies. All right. Gorman dies. Gorman dies. That's is right. our word of the day. What? Gorman dies. It's Gorman is dies. Gorman dies. I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't oh, like it. You're but gonna. You're gonna like it. I do have pictures and stuff that I've not loaded yet. Our boy Craig hooked us up with uh, a wonderful array of. Uh, Graphic art for our trivia top three and Fat Boy Tuesday. Nice. And Fat Boy Tuesday is a fat guy wearing a headband crying on a set of stairs. Loved it. I started giggling when I saw it. But I don't cry when I think of Fat Boy Tuesday. I don't cry either. I'm I think elated. it's amazing. But it is time for trivia. Yep. Let's do it. Our trivia is always brought to you by Papa V at Curb Appeal Landscaping. Contact Papa V at curbappeal419.com. Hey, I've been saying that ever since we started. It feels right now. Right. I just memorized. I don't even need to look at anything else. I got to get the APA one down a little bit better. All right. So this week's trivia is my trivia, Brian. You know something? I got you ready to go. It is draft trivia. NBA draft trivia? NBA draft trivia. Okay, I'm down. At 36 years old, Chris mm-hmm. Paul has made NBA finals. Okay. He was selected fourth overall in his draft. Hmm. Can you tell me two of the three that were picked above him? Hmm. Okay. I remember I was in college when he was. That was the 05 draft, I think it was. Okay. That helps. Yep. I mean, All that right. makes me feel old. So yeah, Vinny's Vinny's going on. Mike's coming on with us here. Um, okay, I like I'm good. that. I'm good. LeBron was 03, so two years after LeBron. Two years after LeBron. So hmm. just think about that. Nice. Okay. I got you. Yeah, it's okay. I got it. I got it. So you you good on it? You like it? Are you able to give me the teams if I ask for them? I can sort of. Okay. Sort of because they kind of swap teams a couple times. One is a a star player, but not like a superstar. Actually, both of them were star players, not superstars. Mm-hmm. And then the third guy, I don't even know who that guy was. 
So you're okay, going to cover that. You know what? You saying that gives me an idea. Yeah, right. you're good. But we'll wait for that. All right. So joining us right now, as you see him creep in here to the uh, the side view, we have Mike Halsheimer from Ideo Sports Insiders. And you can check him out now on Sports Illustrated. Oh, Look out. Big stuff. Big time. <laughs> big time. Ed. Thanks, guys, for having me out again. I really appreciate it. So we brought you on here because you had two articles go to Sports Illustrated. Right. One was about Corey Kluber and if he's healthy, how great he can actually be. Right. And it was right after his no-hitter, and I think you jinxed him because he got hurt right after that. Well, you know the old <laughs> SI jinx, right? I, nah, I apparently right, that that's right. carried over. Part so. of that. <laughs> well, you know, just uh, real quick, um, I had an opportunity that just kind of fell in my lap. I was very honored and surprised. Uh, I mentioned Matt Lode, who's the editor of NEO Sports Insiders, who – I continue to write Browns and Cavs and high school and college stuff for, but Matt is now doing um, what is called SI.com Fan Nation. It's a channel of Sports Illustrated. If you Google SI.com Fan Nation, it'll come up, click on the link, do a quick search, and the main SI page, the landing page, comes up. Type in my name, and my stories come through. So, cool. Corey Kluber's story, and then the latest one was... Um, uh, shall we say, a somewhat painful one to write as we Tribe fans continue to watch the Indians play defense or <laughs> what should be defense. Yes. 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 Black yes. Uh, They have lost now seven in a row. Right. It had 11 of 13, and it has not been pretty. Nine of 10. I think the uh, injuries have finally caught up to them. Yeah. But also, what you wrote, the mm-hmm. defense is just atrocious. They had a chance to get out of that inning. And they botched yeah. a easy double play. Well, you know, we, we've seen so many scenarios take place. And as I point out in my article, it's a combination of a lot of things. But a lot of it is, and, you know, no fault of Tito Francona, but so many guys are playing out of position. Oh, yeah. And that's by necessity. I mean, you look at someone who has done a pretty good job at short, Ahmed Rosario, he wasn't the original shortstop. He's not a natural shortstop. No. Um, we've had Yu Chang at short, left, first. He can't play any of those <laughs> consistently. Um, uh, we've had um, well, Harold Ramirez, who I kind of targeted, but I think rightfully so. I, I basically said, just by watching Harold, I think the only glove he should ever wear is a batting glove <laughs> because – his indecision in the outfield, uh, he can catch it when it's right at him, but he's hesitant getting jumps, and he, along with a few others, just don't hit the cutoff man. We've seen relay throws go awry all over the place, and when you start giving major league teams four or more outs, you're asking for trouble. And that's fundamentals. Yes. I mean, you learn that when you're 10 years old. Right. So it's, it's somewhat concerning that – these guys, maybe just because they're rushed so much to be right. pushed in the position, right? They're not thinking straight. They're not going back to what they've been taught. I mean, I think the the, the most athletic guy we have in the outfield is Bradley Zimmer, but he can't stay healthy. Right, that's true. Eddie Rosario is more of the bat, and then in right field, it's just <laughs> you know they're go they're going with Harold Ramirez not because he can hit, yeah, but he's just he's a liability with the glove. Uh, Oscar Mercado. They brought him back. He he might be a little better, but he just can't hit his weight. Yeah, I mean it, it's just it's just the, the one surprise though I have to say on defense um, when Roberto Perez went down, a Gold Glover. 
I thought Austin Hedges did a pretty good job. Yeah, the catching crew actually did a big job. And so did uh, Rivera. Yes, they both did. They were blocking balls a la Perez, getting their chest in front of it, sliding left to right, not doing the old Olay with the backhand of the glove. So I, <laughs> I, I, I thought that the catching kind of you know stepped up. Every time you say Olay, all I think it's Roger Dord. Oh, yeah. Get right. in front of the ball. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> but, um, no, the defense has been just a, a disappointment. And uh, when you have a pitching staff, when healthy, of course, yeah. who can serve up outs and you're giving them more pitches to throw, that's not a good recipe either. No, so, especially now that we're down, how many starters were serving? Please oh. Sack will be coming back here in a little bit. Yeah, he's supposed to, I uh, believe he, He's supposed to start Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Right. Yep. Well, yep. well Bieber is extended out longer. Yes. And Savali is extended, extended out longer. So now we are starting rotation. Like, I know. It, yeah. It's crazy. Our bullpen has actually held up for the longest part, but they're, not, start, they're starting to get shaky now because they're putting some, a lot of innings on them, yeah, they're, too. They're getting overworked yeah. because of the rotation situation. Sure. But I got to tell you guys, I, mean, I getting back to Frank Francona, you know, some moves he makes we can all as fans question or whatever. But for the most part, to have this team above 500 and in contention maybe about a week ago, with your top three guys, all three you can make a case as all-stars. And Bieber, you can make that oh, case. Yeah. Yep. Savali would have made it. Should have. Okay? He should have. Right. Uh, yeah. But name me a team that can lose their top three guys in the rotation and be have a winning record. I, that's very difficult to ask. No team under fifty million dollars salary. Exactly, cap, exactly. Sure. <laughs> so it's 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 been, you know, difficult to see this. But again, they can only play the cards in the hand that they've been dealt. Right. You know, yeah, so I know. It's just it, it, it just sucks because they they stayed above water. They were doggy paddling and doggy yeah, paddling, and then they finally got uh, they finally got um, yeah. They finally get screwed up my train of thought. They finally <laughs> it, right. it caught up to them. I mean, caught up to it, them. Yes. And because we're playing these better teams now, right? now we're running into it, and now we're kind of seeing what the Indians really are. I mean, they're a middle-of-the-road team. They are. But when they be playing these elite teams, or not, not even elite, but very good teams like the Astros. Correct. Oh, yeah. You know, and, we you don't know, stand a chance, really. We need, in order to beat them, we need a superstar performance by our pitchers to only give up two or three runs. The Indians may be that team. Um, I even go back to make reference. This is going back many years, but the Lenny Wilkins Cavs with Price, Dirty Nance. Right. They had to have everything go their way. Right. To really take it all and, and you know, be the team that they, they could have been. Team they were, but who, who they could have been. The Indians are the same way. That that margin of error is very slim. Right. And they could not have the injuries happen to them. Mm-hmm. And then they could not have the mental lapses on the field because that just adds up to all exactly. the problems. You know, the defense, I also made mention of the base running in my, my column. The running hasn't been very fundamental to your point, Brian. Right. That's not been very fundamental either. No. So it's been a combination of things, but the, the with the injuries, it's just magnified. Yeah. And you know, as, as, you know, as Fatty said, you know, they're just trying to keep their head above water. Exactly. But, again, if you, if you keep giving teams outs and you run yourself out of innings, it's not going to be good. <laughs> no, it, eventually it's just going to hurt you. And once you start playing these better teams as we have the last week coming up, I mean, 
we we said all along when these injuries start happening, you just have to stay afloat. You right. stay maybe five hundred. You can't lose seven in a row or nine of ten. No. And I don't think personally, a lot of people think the season's just over. But um, I, I wouldn't I think, go that far. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. still have a chance to yeah. get your guys healthy. There's time. You can still make a run. I mean, you, you get that top three back. I mean, if, if you're still within striking distance, right? I mean, you want to define that maybe four or five back, and you get those top three back. Yep. You've just increased your chances significantly. Well, and we saw what just getting one guy back in right. Fram Mill yesterday. Oh yeah. Uh, what what right. he did. Right. And they should have won that game they if should've. the pitching was halfway decent. But um. Once we start getting these guys back, we'll start crawling back towards, you know, playing 500 baseball. But is that going to be enough? I, I don't know. know. It's going to be really hard to win the division. I think our <laughs> eyes need to be set on the, the wild yeah. card. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of good teams in the AL. And we're a good team. I don't know if we're a very good team. No, we're not, we're not in the elite category by far. And to your point, Brian, there's time. Yep. But as I think I ended my, my column, the defense has to be major league better. They, sure. they, they have yeah. to get that better now. they got to fix that now sure. so we can make that run when we get healthier. Yep. So do they need the uh, old ball coach to just throw their contract down and start pissing on it in front of them <laughs> and you know, make them do sit-ups? I, have no I, mean, I, yeah. I mean, I've played baseball for a large part of my life. Those are fundamental things. Right. Like it, it's, it's, it, it's spring training 101. Yeah. That's like, what you do the first week. Like, I'm sitting there watching it going, how did you bobble that? Like, I understand there's flute plays and everything else that happens. Sure. But some of the stuff they're doing, it's like, what are you doing? Like, why? <laughs> you know what? I, I actually thought about this. Uh, we were going through a bad stretch. and Because they were talking on the broadcast. They mentioned Earl Weaver. We're playing the Orioles. Yeah. And I thought, I'm telling you, back in Earl's day, Billy Martin – if he saw that defense, there is no, there are no days off. You're out in the field the next day. You're taking ground ball after ground ball. Right. But in today's game, you can't do that. No. Right. <laughs> you no, you no, can. Millionaire. But, but no, no, they're not millionaires. They're 24 year old coming up. They're really, they're, they're not millionaires. Money. They're yeah. not even making good money. There's a couple kids only making like thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, the Indians. Indians. Right. If right. it was anybody else, yes. So I do have to ask you. Yes, we're sir. Gonna switch gears for a little bit. Sure. What's your take on Tani right now? Oh, wow. Um, because he is just fascinating to watch with being a pitcher and bombing bombs right now. I mean, why is he with LA and not with an NL team? Was he not the first player in history to make the All-Star team as both? Yes. As far as I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, well, you know, you see those special players come around just once. And I mean... He has well. They have two of them, and they still suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, goes, well, I was gonna say you need more than one guy. In this case, more than two guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, at first it was Poolhouse and Trout. Now yeah. it's now it's him and Trout. They still suck. Well, it, it goes to show you how much of a team sport baseball is. Yes. Yeah. Because Pat Mahomes, as an NFL quarterback, he's probably still making the playoffs. If you have two superstars in basketball, you're winning a championship. In baseball, yeah. uh, LeBron and AD last year—that oh, was technically they won. They won a championship, yeah, but was... in baseball, you need more than that. You need a whole team around you. Yeah, so. Because again, the length of the schedule, everyday grind, the injuries—yep, you, you need that 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 reinforcement. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm impressed when I watch Otani. He's a great great talent, and you know, 
the Angels are struggling, but he's good for the game right now. And there's right. a lot that could be talked about what's not good for the game. And don't get me started on that 10th inning rule because this show will go past Brown's table. And I don't want to do that to you guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we do got to – we were talking earlier before we got out here. We got another guest coming on with us here in a little bit. But we were talking about the Cavs pick. And, you know, picking three and everything else. I mean, you've you've watched the Cavs. You see what kind of train wreck this has been. Oh, God, yeah. All right. They finally get a blessing in disguise. And they still don't know who they want. And they're yes. also talking about trading Sexton. Right. There's also hope that Kevin Love balls out for the Olympic team so they can trade him. Yeah. And what? Are, why? Okay, first off, why the whole conversation about sex and get traded? Is it because he's not good enough to get a max contract, and that's what he's going to want? I think that's predominantly it. Absolutely, because Absolutely. when you watch him play, I'm not so sure he runs well with with uh, Garland. Okay, but. He's aggressive. He plays hard. He goes to the rim. He's not afraid. His jump shot is getting a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's going to be an economic decision. Without a so, doubt. So given that, yeah. now if I can segue into uh, who I, what I think they might do. <laughs> sure. Um, there's, they're going back and forth, to, to, to Jared's point. You know, what, what are they going to do? <laughs> Some publications have the right. Well, uh, Cade is, is, Cade Cunningham Cade Cunningham is a lock to Detroit. Detroit. If Houston goes Mobley, the big guy from SC, the Cavs then should probably take Jalen Green, the six-five wing guy out of the G League. Yep, he is clearly by most scouts and NBA experts the real deal. Right. If Houston goes Green, I think the Cavs are going to go Mobley. I'm not going to go Mobley. Yeah, then they probably should. If they take Green, then I think you sign Jarrett. Uh, Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom Thompson. Yeah. Oh, Jared Allen. Jared, Jared, Allen. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Yep. Because you need that guy in the block. If you're going to have Green and Garland be effective, someone's got to draw a double team. Right. For the for the kick out and then the perimeter game. So, um, but yeah, you know, I've heard that they're looking to take a dump love after the Olympics. I've heard Larry Nance Jr. may be on the way out. Wow, really? They would get yeah. rid of Larry yeah. Nance? He'd be a great event. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I don't. But is it because he's injured all the time? I think so. Um, but I look at and then Okura from the rookie from Auburn. Right. He, yeah. He's he's shown right. upside. Um, somebody asked me about uh, Jenny Osmond the other day. <laughs> I almost forgot he plays. For yeah. The well, yeah. here's the thing. He's not a starter. He he can't produce starters. But <laughs> right. He's a, a a nice. I I like. I always use the term serviceable. He's a serviceable guy off the bench. Maybe he gives you a few buckets, but he's not in that conversation of your top seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like Allen, and I like I, I like the guards. But again, I don't think they're going to be able to hang on to Sexton because of the contract. So now, who do you get for him? Right. So, uh, do you think if they take Mobley, Allen is gone then, or can they play together? Not necessarily. I I, I think I think Mobley has played some forward on you know, and he can college. shoot a little he can bit, shoot a little bit. They, they could step him out like have him play in the four spot like a chris bosh right. kind of deal yeah um they could play together i'm not necessarily saying that they would trade him but i think that if they thought they could get something of value mm-hmm. you know to bolster the the front line or the backcourt right. that they'll do it right since they've got mobile so it's always a 
decide which way they're going to go. Yeah, that was my issue with Colby Altman was we really need a wing, uh, a six, seven, six, eight yeah. wing, and there's just nothing available at three, really. No. Unless you want Kaminga, who can't really shoot. No. So you're, you're forced to take either a smaller guard or a big man, and you kind of have both of those, and you're trying to decipher between them now because you have uh, Sexton – Who's a great player? I think Sexton right now is better than Garland. I agree, but the problem is you're gonna have to pay him a bunch of money. Yeah. Whereas Garland, you can keep him for a couple years. And, and hope. I think that's what they want to do. They right. They want to keep a Develop. foundation because until the Cavs get to the improvement level of an Atlanta, a Philly, a Toronto, a Milwaukee. Yep. Until they get to that level and start winning. That's the only way they're going to draw a name free agent, right? A la a Davis, a la, you know, yeah. what Kevin Love was. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way it's going to happen. And it's almost an oxymoron to say that we're just a superstar away from really kind of competing because we have all these ancillary pieces to where they can support a great player. We just don't have that great player yet. So and- if Green is the guy. Yeah, you know, more power to him because he's a tremendous scorer. He is. He's averaging almost 19 a game. Yep. And, uh, but no, you look at Milwaukee. Yeah, they got Giannis, but then you add a, a Middleton. Boom. Right. For Trey Young. Now a championship. Trey Young, you pick up a Bingali, that, that shooter. Yep. Uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah, I love that. I love Bogdan, his name. Bogdan, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. How lazy is that? <laughs> I think Bingali was too Love, Loveless. Love, oh, Lace? Lovelace? Yeah, just name him like the first couple letters of your last name. And we'll see what <laughs> Philly's going to do with Ben Simmons. You know, I don't know. I, nobody knows. But would, I would, you, would you do it? Would you do Sexton and a draft pick for uh, for Simmons? I might have to consider that. Really? I think Ben Simmons is just a matter of maybe a new scenery and confidence. He can, he can do it. He just can't and won't pull the trigger. I feel like he just has a mental block because he doesn't even attempt three-pointers and everyone yeah. who's seen him in warm-up says he can hit him he hits him like a pro does he just yeah. doesn't have enough confidence and you know some guys it. have faltered because as great of a complimentary or a second player as in this case Embiid is they can't play together that's right. happened before right i think that might be going on now which is more of the mental thing yeah so maybe a change of scenery does him good sure if it's cleveland i wouldn't be opposed to that you know but yeah. Yeah, that that will cost us a sexton and a draft pick and a lot of money. And a lot of money paying, to right? Him. Sure. Well, Mike, I hate to do this to you, but I oh, gotta kick you off here for now. We have our next guest coming on. We got Jake Burns from the uh, Orange Brown Report. That'll be and, that'll be awesome. And yeah. the Orange and Brown yes. breakdown. But thank you so much for coming on with us. I love it. I'm sorry that I didn't get in a lot when I wanted to get in because I'm messaging a guest coming on. And oh, hey. trying to help out Vinny for uh, our Fat Boy Tuesday. You don't blame Vinny. You guys got a lot of work. And as I said before, <laughs> I appreciate the invite to come down here. Anytime uh, you want to yep, come over. Anytime, Mike. We appreciate I, it. And I appreciate the uh, the SI plug. That was a, kind of a neat thing for me. And I'm, I'll, I'll let you know when the next article comes out. And I, I do have something on the Browns and Cavs coming up for NEO. And I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. But anytime. I, uh, I love Can't the wait. show. I love what you're doing. And uh, uh, love being here. And I'd be happy to do it again. Thank you so much. Thanks, By guys. the way, Thank you, Mike. you will find those articles on our Legal Ham the Page Face great Facebook you. page. So if you guys want to check out those articles, great, great written. 
amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. Especially the, especially the defense with Rick Manning going, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> so check him out. Mike Holzheimer, thank you so much, bud, for coming. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Thank you. Oh, it was a great time. Thank you. All right. Now that Mike is out, thank you so much again, Mike. We are going to bring in our next guest. And this, this guest is for Big Bry because he is all about the orange and brown. Yeah, yeah. he's not happy right now. No, no, no. I, we I'm got, very happy. We got Jake Birds on from the Orange and Brown Report, the Orange and Brown film breakdown. Jake, thank you so much for joining us, bud. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on. We got to turn up our headphones a little bit. You're a little soft. <laughs> we're we're in a bar live, so I apologize. Oh, yeah, I'll try, to, I'll try to yell <laughs> a little bit. So you're going to be here with us for uh, Fat Boy Tuesday. I'm going to bring in uh, Vinny's food camp here a little bit, but we're going to talk a little bit of Browns with you beforehand. And you're sticking around. You're going to be on the Browns table with us here a little bit later, right? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Okay. So, so Jake, all right. So, with this Baker extension, why does, why did Mike Tannebaum say that he is above and just a system quarterback? Do you believe he's a system quarterback? No, I mean, I don't really buy the fallacy of system quarterback stuff. I think, I think it's just a way of people trying to, uh, you know, buy get people to buy a belief that they that a quarterback's not as good as what the data tells you necessarily. I, I, I mean, listen, you can, you can obviously pick apart some situations with quarterbacks and you can tell the traits some quarterbacks have that other quarterbacks don't, but uh, I, you know, to label Baker as a system guy when he's had four different systems is kind of a strange thing to me to do. And, you know, I, I get, I get the point he's trying to make that he still just say, just say you still don't believe in Baker. Like that's the thing to right. say. Like saying he's a system guy is just sort of this like cop out to where if he has another good year, you can then just keep labeling him that way. Well, I mean, you know, if a guy said and he kind of says like he's only had one good year out of three, and it's like I don't really understand how you can say his rookie year wasn't a very successful campaign, uh, other than you're just trying to prove your point and be bullheaded about it. So no, I don't, I don't buy that he's a. That he's a system quarterback. I think a system, you know. I think what the, what this is is called relationships. I think the best quarterbacks have relationships, long time relationships with play callers. I think if you check any of the successful quarterbacks over the long term of their career, a big portion of that, not every single season, but a big portion of those seasons, are tied to the same play caller because you find a sort of harmonious thing with those guys, where you understand people, you understand what they're thinking, you understand where you're supposed to be at the right time. And I think most quarterbacks who fail typically fail because they just can't figure out what the hell is going on. They can't they can't understand the process of any given system or scheme or whatever, and that leads to big issues. So, you know, a quarterback either has it or they don't have it, and, that, and that's just kind of my opinion. I think it's pretty clear that Baker has whatever is necessary to, to, to be successful in the NFL. And then if you put him in with the right play caller – in the right structure, then it's going to accentuate those skills. That, that I mean, I, I, I kind of I kind of understand where people are coming from sometimes by labeling people product of the system, but you know you got to execute things right. And it's like if you if you can't execute it, then you know not every single guy can. So you're doing that with Baker. I think you're doing him a big a, a big disservice. All right. Um, so before I hand it over to Big Bry, because I know Big Bry. He's, he's getting ready. He's primed up right now. He's got the Budweiser going down. He's got some serious questions for you. But first off, my, 
I got two questions. All right, first mm-hmm. off, Lakin's Cake Pops. Are they a top 10 cake pop? All right. You know my cousin. Mm-hmm. All right. And second, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. And second yeah. off, who do you sign first? Chubb, Ward, or Mayfield? <laughs> two very, two very different questions. Yeah, I know oh, one and the other. I do. I, yeah. I got to shout out Lincoln. Link her, together. Hurricane pops are the shit. I can't help it up. They're back. really good. They're really good. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not sitting on the skinny portion either. So, um, yeah, they're yeah, obviously they're a ten out of ten. There's a reason Kelby keeps going back there for those. Um, very good. The question was that. Did you say it was Chubb, Teller, or Ward? Was that is that who you yeah. labeled out there? No, no, no. Ward. In that, um, in that order, who would you sign first? Who's most important to the Browns? Now, Bryce taking over. I'm sorry. That was one of my questions. <laughs> That's too. all good. Well, Ward is Ward is a from a, a positional value standpoint. Denzel Ward is a guy I would keep around for a long time. I think some of the stuff that was a, a plague uh, for for early portions of his career. The concussion stuff, he's sort of rectified. I think he's done a much better job tackling in a way that keeps his head out of being involved. He's figured that stuff out. I also think that some soft tissue stuff that he's had pop up is not – it's not a continual year-to-year thing. So I think that there's definitely a um, – it's going to turn. Like Denzel's going to keep getting older. He's still 24. He can keep getting stronger. He has not had any major injuries. He hasn't had a torn groin or a – Uh, an ACL tear or a shoulder, uh, you know, whatever, a shoulder AC joint uh, tear, whatever. I'm not great with this stuff, but he has not (laughs) had any sort of serious injury. They've all been sort of these little, um, yeah, just, just to call them soft tissue injuries. And I think you can grow out of that. And I think you will. And I think you, you, you don't find skill sets often like you do with Denzel. So it's important to, to keep that guy around. I, I mean, I think, this is probably an unpopular opinion. I think guard is a, a position that is far more replicable than what they have in Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's an elite running back. Now you weigh the pay scale with running backs and you look at what the market is across the league and you kind of try to identify the right number. But I would personally be trying to lock up Nick ahead of Wyatt Teller. I think you got a, a guy like Drew Forbes in the in, in the secondary role. I think Michael Dunn had a really impressive run last year. You still have James Hudson that you just drafted, and I still think that uh, Chris Hubbard will have a chance to come back too. So, like, I'm not going to panic about right guard, but I do think Nick Chubb is a really valuable asset that, you know, people try to kind of point to, like, when Wyatt Teller was hurt, the Browns' run game wasn't the same. But Well, if you look at who else was hurt simultaneously, you'll obviously be able to decipher that Nick wasn't playing either. Right. And Nick is a guy who throughout the year, and I like Kareem. Kareem, in my opinion, is a top seven running back in the league. And when he was getting the bulk of carries, he was the top five running. I mean, he was led the league in rushing one year. He was a rushing champion, so he's no slouch, and he can do multiple yeah. things. But based on how the Browns' run game sort of separates out zone to gap, you know, with a zone runner, you want a guy who's a bit more patient, a bit more nuanced. He can see things unfolding a layer before they actually happen. Almost like a point guard. You talk about LeBron. I've always called LeBron a two-beat-ahead player. He sees things unfolding a couple steps before they unfold. Nick does the same thing in the run game, and that is not an easy thing to find. And that's why if you look at the data for expected yards added after contact, he outproduces what should be there every single play at, at a rate even above Derrick Henry. So if he got Derrick Henry's volume of carries, you'd be looking at a guy who's going to eclipse 2,000 yards and do some of those things. 
but they the Browns have been kind of smart about managing his workload. And in my opinion, managing his workload is indicative of me of a guy they want to keep around for a long time because they think that they can kind of balance that out, especially while Kareem's here before they really let him take over full time. Like, and he, he had a, a close to full time operation last year and had a fantastic season. So there's examples of Nick can do it. Uh, I just think for what they do schematically, I think he's that much better uh, than Nick. So, or sorry, than Kareem. So it makes a ton of sense to me to to allow him to to stay here over the next two or three years. And and Kareem can handle gap schemes, which are right now downhill schemes. That helps, but you know I think there's there's an element to what you what you do offensively and the identity you're tied into. Nick can handle. I like Wyatt Teller a ton. I think he has a great uh, an I. I think if you can structure Wyatt Teller's deal to kick down the line so that his deal kicks in maybe when Batonio's expires or phases out so that you can have – you're not going to pay both of your guards big money. You just – you can't. The, the salary cap will only allow you to do so much right. of that. And I like Wyatt. He's great in the run game, has some weaknesses with weight balance and, and, and certain types of rushers and pass game that caught him uh, – Caught him off guard a few times last year in, in, in unfortunate situations. I'd love to keep Wyatt, but if you're looking at maybe a guy you have to sacrifice, to me, I think it's a pretty easy call to make that the guy you end up sacrificing. Although, you know, he's very well loved by his teammates. He's, he's Baker loves him. He's a, he's, a, he's a vocal guy. He's a lead-by-example guy at the same time. So I don't have a problem with Wyatt. I, I would love them to keep him, but if you can't sign everybody, and if they can't work a deal that kind of pushes his money through voidable years down the line with Joel, then I just don't see a world in which you can pay huge money to both of your guards. They already have the highest paid league offensive line in the NFL right now. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think the argument for um, for Wyatt Teller is I think. A lot of us are in agreement that Nick Chubb probably deserves to be paid first out of those three. Um, but the, the argument for Wyatt Teller is the identity of this team is running the ball. And so he helps us run the ball and do exactly what we want to do. Like you said, um, when he was out, even though Nick Chubb was out at the same time, Kareem Hunt wasn't the same guy as Nick Chubb was. Um, but the argument against... Wyatt Teller is he was nothing really before um, Callahan came in and developed him. So we put our trust into Callahan and say, hey, go do the same thing with Forbes or with Dunn. Dunn started a playoff game and did just fine. So do you really want to give a guy $11, $12 million, which you'd have to give him as a starting guard, um, the highest paid guard that we have? Uh or do you want to just develop someone else? And so, yeah, I, I think um, I think it's going to be hard to decide between Ward and Teller because Ward is tremendous, but, yeah, he gets hurt a lot, and you're going to have to pay him more money than you are Teller. So I say all that to say we know Chubb, Mayfield are our priorities. What do you think with, uh, with Baker Mayfield, what are we looking at? Are we looking at? 35 million, 37 million uh, a year? Are we looking at four years? What kind of contract are we looking at? Um, well, I, I'm not great at the contract stuff. I did do a podcast recently where we kind of we kind of took a look at where he's at according to some quarterbacks in the league. My guess, and the, the best thing I can do here is look at sort of that 
uh, average per year, the APY, I think is sort of a nice balancing number to look at. If they get him early, you know, I think Wentz, Goff, and and there's somebody else, maybe Matt Ryan, who are at like that 32.5 per year number. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could you could look at that and say, okay, uh, you know, that's a pretty solid number to be at if you get him early. It could get him close to 34, 35. I think Baker might be banking on himself, and if he does bank on himself, he might try to say he has a number in mind like 38, 39, 40. I mean, 40 is one of the biggest numbers uh, that you can put a guy at. I mean, I, I think that's 38 is Dak, 39 is Deshaun, and 40 is Mahomes. So, I mean, I think you can get – the goal should be for Baker to be around the 30, 31, 32 range right now. If they get out in front of it, they have a chance to do that. If they wait until Josh and and Lamar get done and then you start to look at some of those deals in the future, it could get dicier. I think it could go anywhere between 32 and 37 is kind of my general guess right now per year. Right. It probably would be a five-year deal, something like that, which pushes it off another year. So you get him in his fifth-year deal at 17 or so and some change. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you you do that, then you could front-load somebody like Ward, Denzel's contract. And, and, and you know, I mean – Denzel has played more than 12 games each. That's more than three quarters of every season. He played one playoff game, so he played 14 games last year. The guy's on the field. He missed a game with COVID last year, too. Two games due yeah. to COVID mm-hmm. last year. So he plays. Like, the stuff of, he's not playing, okay, he plays. It, he's he's just missed a game or two here or there. I think that stuff has a chance to rectify itself in the next few years. And it's the same thing that happened with, you know, Joe Hayden had a ton of soft tissue injuries in Cleveland. He ends up getting cut, and he goes to Pittsburgh. He hasn't missed a game. He's really not missed a game. It's just those things are sometimes they're just luck. They're just unfortunately just luck. And and I think, as like I said, Denzel's still 24. He can keep getting older, stronger, figure out what his weak spots are. He has, hey, if I keep having hamstring issues, then what do I need to do to get that rectified, this, that, or the other? I just think they're in a good spot. It's nice to have conversations about a bunch of guys you think that they should keep because they're good enough. We haven't had many of these conversations in the past year. (laughs) I'm not a big guy of like, I just would rather see it happen and react I'm not the best at predicting this stuff, and I think you can make your head spin in circles trying to predict it and justify it. I just like looking at what they do. Tell me, show me what you do and justify it. I like to hear your reasons for justice. It's the same way with the draft. You know, I study the draft, I look at players, I like certain guys, but I don't spend a ton of my time arguing about who they're going to take because I'm not going to get that air back. (laughs) I don't know who they're going to take. I have some guys I like. I can tell you who I like. I can tell you the target range I like. I can tell you why I like them. I can tell you why the Browns might like them, but I'm not going to sit here and argue about whether Quiddy Pay is better than Gregory Rousseau. I'm not going to sit there and argue with that. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. So I like to see why. And then I'm very tuned into why, like, you know, after the draft, the fun thing is that you get to hear, you know, area scouts, some of the heads of departments talking about why they picked a certain guy. Um, and I, I hope to hear, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear uh, if they do a deal with Baker, if they do a deal with Nick or whoever they let walk, why they did that, because that's the stuff I'm interested. In. I like to know thought process. Well, and it would, it would also benefit the Browns to get a deal done with Baker this off season, because you know, if you get something done with Baker, most likely Allen and Jackson are just going to ask for more money than that. Whereas if, if you let one of those guys set the market, now you might have to pay Baker more than those guys. You might have to pay Baker, you know, 38, 39 million. Whereas, you know, like you said to begin this interview, um, some people still view him as a 
system quarterback, and we still don't know. We had a great half season from him, but was it Stefanski? Was it Baker? We still don't know. So if we can get him at the lower 31, 32 million, 33 million, I think absolutely the Browns should absolutely do that. Yeah, but he's not going to. Yeah, it's, I don't think so. Well, but, some, of, yeah. some of it is like you want to – it benefits ba- – if Baker thinks he's going to have another huge year – He's probably going to throw out a number that they don't want to reach. The Browns are going to probably try to throw back. So say Baker's going to say, hey, man, I think I'm every bit as good as Dak. I want to get 38 a year. Browns are probably going to come back and say, well, we could probably do 32 a year. You still need to prove some things. So can they meet in the middle? That becomes the big question. I don't know if there was that because Baker might – Baker's always been a huge I – don't, I don't care. I'll bet, I'll bet on myself and I'll figure this thing out. Right. And you right. guys are going to have to pay me eventually. You know, right now the data you can't look at the data, and, and Baker's people, his agent, his whatever, can't look at the data and feel great about trying to top the money from Lamar and and Josh, who have done great. I mean, one's been an MVP, one was nearly an MVP. Josh has turned Buffalo around. Lamar has helped take Baltimore to a new level. So it's like the Browns just have to figure out where that number is. They they, they, they it's, it can also be beneficial for the Browns too because if Baker. We don't think this is going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But he could come out and lay a clunker this next year. And then it's like, okay, then you go back to, well, I'm glad we didn't commit our money to him because maybe he's not the long-term answer type of thing. There's what, there's what I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's in the realm of possibility. So you like the Browns could gather more information. They could gather more data. That's a reason they could be patient. You know, Baker obviously could jump for it. But at the end of the day, I think Baker wants to wait. But the benefit to doing these early deals, because you might hear some people make a justifiable argument, hey, would you rather the Browns pay 30, $33 million, um early without having full-on data whether they think this guy is a game-changing quarterback or if they wait and he does prove to be that, they sign him for $38, 39000000 million? Well, you're not going to care because, you know, What's seven million if you know you got this stud guy? Well, a big part of this whole operation is projection. You want to get out in front of these guys, and while that might not seem like a big deal to maybe get Denzel for seventeen million instead of twenty million, if you add all of that up, seventeen million instead of twenty is three for Denzel. You get Nick signed early, maybe you save five million on the year there. You get Baker signed early, you may save seven million on the year there. You get Wyatt Teller signed early, you may save two or three million. That's like fourteen million over a single course of a year. Sure. Fourteen million is another Jadevian clowny. So there is a benefit to being early with enough of these guys that you don't have to overpay them down the line. That's a balancing act. That's a really challenging thing for front offices to do. Is yeah, we think this guy is it, but are we comfortable doing it? Are we not comfortable doing it? That decision-making process is really challenging, and that's where the good front offices separate themselves from great, in my opinion. Well, and what sucks is, for Browns fans, if Mm -hmm. uh, Baker doesn't get a deal done this offseason, you almost, in a small way, have to root against him because if he reaches the divisional playoffs again, the divisional round, or even goes further, you're going to have to pay him more money. Who cares? We found our quarterback. Right. That's why we're that's, that's, that's the argument. You guys are making the argument. So that's the question. Like the the thing they have to weigh is is it more valuable to pay him thirty three now and maybe just take the risk? Because again, the risk there is you pay him thirty three and you sign him for five years at thirty three a year and he stinks. He comes out and has a Carson Wentz type season where you think you have this guy and he's not what you thought he was, and now we're stuck with Jared Goff two point that's right. the, that's the concern. They want to get Gosh, the thing that sucks too. is most is most 
teams are smart enough not to keep a lame duck head coach offensive coordinator's first year, not to hire the wrong team as wrong head coach play caller his second year. So you would have three years of, of Baker data in the same system. Unfortunately, they only have one year of Baker data in the system. And what that does is it rushes the timeline. Now, if Baker doesn't get a deal done, they don't sign him, he comes out, those 35 touchdowns, eight picks, 4,000 yards, we're probably not going to complain. We're not. We're not going to complain if he ha- if he signs for 38 or 39 a year because, no. like like was said, he is he, that's our guy. We got our quarterback. That's great. But what we're talking about is what do smart front offices do if they can get out in front of it and get him a deal that goes 33, 34, whatever, then you save four or five million, and that four or five million is – a, you know, Anthony Walker or somebody that's, else that you can absolutely. go sign to make your team. Sure. So hey, that's right. what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's that's a little Troy bit Hill. of the conversation you're having. You don't have right. to cut Troy Hill, maybe. You can keep Troy Hill in the future instead of having to let go of him unavoidable years. Or it's the difference between going out and getting a really good second tight end or not. So that's kind of the debate. Now, you know, is it bigger risk to to have Jared Goff 2.0 or pay a guy Dak Prescott money. That's what they're trying to figure out. So that's, you know, that's what makes the job really hard. Right. All right. What so, do you got? So, Jake, I'm going to step out. Brian's stepping out. You're staying on with me, all right? All right, man. Let's because I got a surprise for you. I don't think you've ever heard this sounder before. You ready? Yep. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right. So we are live here at Rookies. All right. Vinny? Get the My Cousin Vinny camp ready and going. All right, so the reason why we start this podcast is we love all sports. And I saw, I'm i sorry that I have been in and out and around. I've been trying to get food. I've been trying to get you know, Fat Shape Craig over here for eating this sandwich before Fat Boy Tuesday. But we got the My Cousin Vinny food camp out. All right, we're going to break this in right now. I want you to see what you're missing right now, being down in Columbus. Let's can we? Oh, oh, we went this one. Solo layout. There it is. All right, so there Man. is my rise and grind. Let's go over to mine. Rise and grind burger. Those are my hot garlic wigs with blue cheese. Uh, yeah, those look delicious. Yep. All right, let's go to the rise and grind burger with a pretzel bun, egg bacon. Oh, look at that thing. Oh, Vinny got in there on it. <laughs> there it is. All right, so we go over now to Bry's, which Bry got the Bavarian pretzel sticks with mustard. Is that cheese or mustard? Cheese. cheese. You got the nacho cheese. And then he got the, the Bell Burger, the Buffalo Bill, which is a blue cheese Look and loaded tots. Look at those loaded tots. Heck yeah. Buffalo Ranch. All right, there that we looks go. that looks pretty phenomenal. And my cousin Vinny, here we go. He actually got the hot and spicy cauliflower bites. Those don't even look like cauliflower bites, but they are deep fried cauliflower. Would you eat it, Jake? Uh, wife eats them all the time. They are they are somehow still pretty tasty. I mean, all right. it's like and, I just imagine it's like chewing a paper wad inside of something deep fried. <laughs> and then a chicken billy with onion rings. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Where you guys? How long does it take me to get there? Uh, let's see here. You live? We're at Columbus. I'm on the west side of Columbus, Rulesburg, toward Hilliard, 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 the other west side. At about hour forty minutes. All right, keep it in the oven. I'll be there. <laughs> that looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's like two hours for 
I don't yeah, know where the hell Columbus is. So, but I gotta thank you. I gotta bring Brian back in. Brian doesn't even know about that. Yeah, no, I see. Oh, oh, I forgot about Craig. So this is what we talked about. Craig got a burger too, and Craig is my host of the Browns table. And obviously, you see this plate right here. He decided not to show it for Fat Boy Tuesday, which is a unforgivable mistake. He just mowed that thing down <laughs> and looked at me, and I've been giving him crap the entire time we were interviewing you. I'm like, what are you doing? It's Fat Boy Tuesday. You got to show it off. So that's what's left of it, Craig. Let me bring in Craig now. Craig, how was it? It was delicious. Like top five? Premature or not, I don't care. <laughs> it was It was outstanding. Uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, I'm not upset that I didn't wait. Yeah, all right. All I feel right. bad. You, should, you bad. shouldn't be. You no, should feel bad. No. I'm sitting here starving. I'm looking at you eat. I, I stole a piece of bacon from him. He didn't know about it. It was delicious. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So, Jake, yeah. thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank I can't you, wait to talk to you here in about eh, an hour. All right. I'll Is be there. Okay? I'll be there at 8 o'clock. Uh, be you and Craig and Brad Ward on the Browns table tonight. So it should be a All fun right. show tonight. So we'll thank there. you so much for joining us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, bud. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. Thanks, and Michael. My pleasure, guys. We won't be a live show with a whole bunch of food that I'm wanting to eat right now. So I'm not rushing you off. So next <laughs> go, time we can go get your, go get your food. Sorry, <laughs> brother. All right, guys. All right, enjoy. Thanks, I'll see you in a bit. Yeah. All right, that is Jake Birds from oh, – I still got Craig in here. We got to switch over to my cousin sure. Benny because your show's not started yet. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll show myself out. It's cool. <laughs> show yourself out of the ham. <laughs> All right, so, Benny, we'll bring Benny back in here. Yes. Look at the food spread that we got over here. We're excited to eat it. So let's let's finish up. You know, we got to get into my cousin Benny's word of the day. All right, here to sh- close down the show, and it is Gormandize. 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 So, Bry, what do you think that is? Uh, I usually try to go vague with these, just so maybe I can kind of be close. So I'll say to cut up something. All right. To Gormandize it, shred it. I am going to go with, uh, let's see here, Gorman Dice, joyful and happy. Can I do that? Very good. Yeah, yeah, good choice as well. All right. Um, did he see the answer? I did No, he did not see the answer. He, he says he did. I saw the answer. <laughs> but you went, uh, okay, good. Oh, you did see the answer? Yeah, I'm so wrong. Because I'm looking. At I the oh, yeah, I can see the answer. Because we ended up. Yeah, it. so it's uh, as a verb, it's eat good food, especially to excess. Oh, nice. And as a noun, action of indulging in or being a consumer of good eating. Which we are about to yeah, be hearing about gourmandize and pretzel sticks here. <laughs> so I know I see those pretzel sticks. I want to get them, but <laughs> I gotta wait. All right, so Bry, we are here. Yep, at the trivia answer. Okay. Then we will do the top three after that. I'm not even going to do that. So Bry, I asked you, Chris Paul, 2005. Golly, yeah, right, it's long, a long time ago. Yeah, cool. He was drafted fourth. By the uh, the Hornets. Yes. Right? All right. There are three people above him. One from Australia, two from the United States. Can you give me two of the three? So I'm going to say Bargnani. Nope. 
shoot, Australia. Oh, the center, Bogut. Andrew Bogut. There it is. Andrew number Bogut, one. Draft number pick. one. Um, he was number one. Can you give me the teams for two and three? I cannot. Come on. Uh, Atlanta was two and Utah was three, but he went to Portland. Or, or Utah. I don't know. Utah or Portland. Atlanta was two. Joe Johnson? Nope, not even close. Okay. Who are they? Marvin Williams went number two. Yep, North to Carolina. Yep. Darren Williams went number three uh, to Illinois. Utah. Illinois. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, I got and you. right behind Chris Paul, Raymond Felton. And D, who was who uh, his Illinois teammate? Darren Williams, Illinois teammate, D Brown or something. It might have been. Okay. It might have been. He might have went five or top ten. So there All right. is. Well your, done. Well, well done. What else we got to do now, Vinny? I'm missing. What am I missing? Uh, it's trivia. We oh, need top the breakdown. Three. We need no, the breakdown no. of the wedding. No, we need top three wedding <laughs> memories. Here we go. Understand. We're going to save Vinny for last. All right. So, all right. My top three wedding memories. I did it different than everybody else. I did not have a big wedding. I went to a courthouse with my wife. So, number three, doing that, not spending the money for a wedding. Cheers, honey. Thank you. I love you. Number two, getting my best friend and best man completely hammered enough that he did not want to show up and play pool that night. Junior, I love you. We went to Rocker River <laughs> Brew Company, and he just got annihilated. Nice. And, and he was hung over in the car. <laughs> my number one memory, and my wife loves it. We went for our honeymoon. We went downtown because we had kids. We had to ship them off. We went downtown. We went to the casino. We ended up going to Mabel's. All right. It had the beef rib there. Mabel's is no joke, by the way. Yep, I, got, yep. I got a $30 bourbon that I was sipping on because it was honeymoon. <laughs> but by the end of the night, this is how much I love my wife. She goes, we're stopping by Pizza 216 before we go back to the hotel. I'm like, high five, honey. Let's do it. Nice. So there's my number one. Sounds my like wife, paradise. well, an honorable mention, champagne in a jacuzzi tub. Nice. There it is. There it is. All right, so let's go to Brian. Was it heart-shaped jacuzzi cup? No, it was not a heart-shaped oh, jacuzzi cup. And I stood. I was in there for about 10 minutes, got too hot, and I'm out. I couldn't do it. I couldn't I do believe it. that. I believe I that. I'm a fat guy. I got too hot, and I'm like, no. They are no joke. Well, this top three is made to get me in trouble. So I'm going to try to dance around it as best I can because I need, like, a top 15. Otherwise, I'm going to upset a lot of people. All right, so give me give me your number three. Number three um, was we got a party bus, much to my wife's discretion, because we didn't really go anywhere. I just wanted a party bus. <laughs> I just wanted to get on a bus with my groomsmen. My groomsmen were all my cousins. I had like six or seven cousins with me. We very rarely get together and drink and have a good time, so I wanted to do that. So we did that. So getting on the party bus, cruising around town. Um, doing that with them that's my number three my number two i'm gonna cop out and i'm gonna say a tie it was the dance with my mom and it was my brother's best man speech because both of them were unforgettable my mom and i danced to a little reba mcintyre which i know you're a big fan of oh i love reba i'll tell you later what song 
Um, he gets that from me. Well, I'll tell you now. I love and uh, and my brother's best man speech was on point, and it, it was very heartfelt. So I'll never forget that. And my number one, because my wife could possibly be listening, and I don't want to sleep on the couch. Marrying my best friend would be my number one. Take it away, Vinny. All right, there here it go. goes. And it is still fresh. Last weekend. Yes. All right, so Absolutely. give me your number three, Vinny. Well, before my number three, I, I do have an honorable mention. And the honorable mention is actually my, my wife, um, which I can say that at that point in time because it was at the reception. My wife putting uh, the spotlight on me. For my birthday gift. Yeah, you you did the genius because. thing of getting married on your birthday. Yes, I did. So <laughs> no matter what happens, it's your birthday. No. No yeah, matter yeah, what, no, no, it's no, my no, anniversary. No, no matter what happens, it's your birthday and, number two, and you won't forget your anniversary. I will never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. All right, give so, me your number three, Betty. My number three. Uh, top notch is the, definitely the the food. Mateo's was oh. just out of the park. So I told him about the salmon, the chicken cordon bleu, yes. and the pork chop. Yes, yeah, the bonus oh. pork chop. Oh yeah, all three of them were absolutely wonderful. Now going along with the food, Mateo's did not provide it for us, um, but I had my my cousins. I, I mentioned it once before on the air. Uh, my cousin's wife's mother. Who made our bridal cake? Yeah, I to- and... I told him about the uh, infamous bridesmaid that licked the frosting off of them Heard and just that. left them <laughs> right. on yep. random tables. You want out of right now? Go ahead. No, I don't know what you're Come talking on, about. Come on, let the, oh, the free world know. Trisha. Yep. Come on. Trisha. I'll do it all day. Do better. Trisha. Do better. Leave some frosting she, for the rest of us. She licked the frosting off. She looked at me and went like this. Yeah, <laughs> and then just sat it on the table. I'm like, "What are you doing? You're not eating the cupcake." She goes, "No." Oh I'm like, my god! So, Trisha, oh. I know you're not watching this, but you're caught. We're coming for you. So we had, we had three amazing style cupcakes that she was able to make for us. One was a pistachio. We had a red velvet and just like the white traditional kind of cake. So good. And she, my wife is 100 uh, percent Hungarian. Yes. And I'm Italian. So it kind of it smoothed everything over nicely. Right. So we had the same three colors the whole nine yards. So food definitely number three. Mateo's was amazing and everything else. Uh, number two was yes, I completely agree with you, Big Bribe. The mother son dance by all means. Oh, was, it was it was a sob fest. They were both yep. just crying and just it was it was good. Like I told, like I said earlier, I wish I would have called my mom to be like, right. mom. I'm sorry I didn't have a wedding. Yep. <laughs> like, so I, I warned my mom and my wife before the wedding day, listen, if I'm not going to cry when the Cavs win game seven of the championship, <laughs> I'm not crying at my wedding. So you just, did not cry at your wedding not, once. Not once. Not wow. once. Not once. No, nope. wow. I told them. I don't have that gene. I'll cry when I'm sad, but I won't cry when I'm happy. Wow. Sorry. All right. There was, to be cold like that. There, there was two points in my wedding where, where I did tear up just a little bit. One of them was my mother's son dance when I danced with my mother to Boys to Men, the song for Mama. The Sweet. other one. Love that song. Very good song. The other one was the um, was uh, Eva's dance with, with her brother in, in honor of, of her father. I mean, I don't yeah. think. I don't honestly think there was a, a single dry tear in the house. No. 
you know, they just had the perfect song for the perfect dance at, at that point in time. And it was, it was absolutely something cool. But my number one, I was there for it. You were there for it. You're, you were pretty close to me too. I know I was next to me. Hey, did he curry? No, no, no. It's okay. Because I put on the vest and everything. I looked at the video. I'm like, how do I look? He goes, you look like Diddy Crane. Chubby? Like, right. Diddy Crane. Well, yeah, Chubby, too. <laughs> chubby, too. Let's be honest. Oh. All right. My number one was watching the love of my life walk down the aisle to me. Good answer. The Good w- answer. What she Good looked answer. like in that dress was I wish absolutely indescribable. I wish we were doing the, uh, what is it, uh, Family Feud. Yeah, number one answer. Yep. <laughs> hey, this is a pass-fail question. You know, I mean, if you don't put marrying your wife as number one, you're in trouble. Well, not even for that fact, but, I mean, yes, yes, you are correct, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just the way she absolutely loved coming down the aisle towards me and, you know, her brother and aunt and everything was the most special thing I've ever seen. Awesome, so. Very and, happy for Vinny. And I got to throw out an honorable bitchin'. His brother, Nick's best man speech uh-huh. was probably one of the best, best man speeches I've ever heard. It was uh, Bry. Yeah. I just sat there and I'm going like, man, I could not have done that as the best man. Way to go, Nick. Yeah. Like, I, there's no way. There's yes. no way I could top that one. It, absolutely. I could agree more, too. When are we going to get the PG-13 stories from the wedding and the bachelor party here? Oh, we can't do that. Well, maybe next episode. I didn't say rated R. I said like you toe the line. What happens? What happens there stays there. This ain't Vegas. Yeah, well, it's Vinny's, so he knows people. He knows people. Off mic, you got to tell me. Yeah, he knows people. You can end up in a trunk or somewhere in a cornfield. All right, that in your bed. Yeah. All right, guys, it is time to end our show. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us. We are live here at Rookies. Uh, the food looks amazing. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. As you can see, me eat celery already because <laughs> I'm starving. Uh, want to first shout out uh, Brown's Table goes live yeah. here again at 8 o'clock with awesome. Brad Ward and Jake Burns is going to be joining us back. So stay tuned for me and Craig here for the Brown's Table. Cool. Uh Bry, can you give them a? I will. God bless. Yeah. Happy Fourth. God bless America and God bless you and your family. Vinny, tell them good night. Hey, have a good night, everybody. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. See ya. See ya. Thank you.